0: It's the
1: Free Ball Volleyball Podcast.
0: It's the Free Ball
1: Podcast. John, leave this in. Da 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 da. Da 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 da. Da 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 da. Da da da
0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen around the world. Welcome back to the Free Ball Volleyball Podcast. How are you? Yeah, tired, but really good. Life, life is treating treating us well.
1: We um, so as you all probably know, Louis is my coach, uh, and we had two games this weekend. We had one at home on Saturday, and then one away in Cardiff on Sunday.
0: What a weekend, though! Two wins.
1: Two wins. One at home, one away. ba ba How do you there like was, those apples? Yeah. <laughs> they were good games too. Well, the second one was a really tough game, but. We came away with it We did come away with it And we needed the win as well Yeah, big time How, like, how We're better away Than we are at home our our record would say that, yeah
0: We've lost four at home We've lost five this season Four at home And one away We've lost one away Yeah Crazy Hopefully
1: that's a sign of things Hopefully we can start winning at home We played really well And there was some Really funny stories, actually Yeah, we had uh, our uh, Our big Scottish middle Aye, man good that's yeah not bad we're we're seeing who had the better scottish (laughs) but he was he's usually quite loud and excitable but he was quite quiet for most of the game yeah because we've been working on that there's something we've been working on like a bit of emotional control he got he got a huge block and he just screamed my block my block my block my block my block
0: no word of a lie and then it kept going again Because they're, my block, my block, my block, my block. And then again, maybe 15
1: times. They had, because we, they, they had a timeout. We had a technical timeout. And so he just walked off the court, just yelling, my block. I ran in to pat him on the head and I accidentally jammed my thumb into his eye. (laughs) Luckily he kept playing alright. At least it was his eye. (laughs) (laughs) But... Yeah, it was
0: a it was a great game. But yeah, that was the high, highlight of everything was just Connor repeating my block
1: a hundred yeah. times. And then the next time he got a big block and he didn't say anything, we all started yelling, "Your block! Your <laughs> block! Your block!" And that's why we love the Aces. Yeah. Never it's
2: fun.
0: Never a dull moment with us and some golden characters like like Connor. This week, Cam, what have we got coming the way of the listeners of the world?
1: Well, we've got a bit of news. From around the world. We've got some news from the FIVB, some from the tippy top of the volleyball world. We've got some updates about the Champions League, and we've also got a huge guest for you this week.
0: A great guest. Our guest this week is Dutch opposite player from the female side of the game, Lonika Slochez Woo! Big woo! <laughs> she is not only, well, Jamie Morrison, her coach well, in a media interview at the World Championships in Japan last year, said that Slochez was top three players in the world and when you look around, you would say that Tiana Boscovich has got to be in that top three, as as Xu Ting from China, so Slochez is pound for pound, one of the best players, again in men and women volleyball, yeah. around, and we're lucky to have her coming on.
1: Brilliant. Well, before that, uh, I've got a bit of news for you. Now, are you familiar with the FIVB? <laughs> they, Have you they, heard of them? They've, they've, paid a, <laughs>
0: they've paid my wages a few times, <laughs> to be honest. So, so yeah, I hope so. And they've been very helpful with the production of this podcast. So yeah. props to the FIVB.
1: Now, we assume most people know who they are. But if you're not familiar with like the international volleyball scene, they're like the volleyball version of FIFA. Uh, anyway, they've had their like big annual sort of strategic planning meeting anyway there's tons and tons of stuff that have come out of that and we're going to put some links in our description to some of the articles that have come out about that
0: are you a bit disappointed first of all that we didn't get invited
1: (laughs) (laughs) what did cam and louis think their vision for volleyball in the whole world should be yeah well
0: maybe next year fivb maybe next year
1: um but they they managed to boil down their whole sort of strategic plan to 11 goals and I'm just going to tell you a couple now. like I said, the description in the description there'll be a link to the rest of them. but I just want to hear what you think of these. Okay, first of all, their plan is to make volleyball the number one family sport in the world. It's a massive goal, but what other family sports do you think of that come to mind? but like what what why is why is football not a family sport?
0: I think the FA would think? argue and say that it would be yeah. because you can take your kids to the game. But... but is
1: there any games you can't take your kids to? Maybe UFC,
0: UFC, boxing. maybe boxing, anything
1: that's harmful. But the
0: argument is with football, soccer, however you call it, you take your kids to the game, and there's still violence, there's still crowd trouble, there's still Which
1: is, yeah. issues.
0: So with the FIVB, they obviously want a
1: family sport. And I guess that's maybe they see that as a as a niche selling point, like a US, but do you think USP. that degrades the characters that you you have in the game? That means like you have that, to have like family family friendly yeah
0: like rugby is very family oriented yeah very respectful to the referees
1: very the culture is very good it doesn't leave any room to have a bad boy i like i like having a bad boy of a sport and that's anger like, for isn't sure he's the at, bad boy of well, volleyball not the bad boy
0: man <laughs> no, he's just released a rap album
1: yeah been <laughs> like that's a pretty tame way to be the bad boy yeah. of.
0: but he's also world well, club championships gotten some heat swear, swearing at referees that's what,
1: hands on chest that's what I want to hear. And things that's like what that. I want to hear. Yeah, and I, I don't know how. I want, that... I want a John McEnroe type character Let, in Let's volleyball. listen to the
0: next nine or ten, however many there are, because it's going to be interesting to see if yeah. it makes Sorry. ways for, no, no, for
1: characters like Engapeth. Oh, yeah. okay. Um, I'm not going to go through all of them, but one of them I thought was interesting is to move volleyball from Group 2 to Group 1 in the IOC rankings by 2020. So obviously, the International Olympic Committee have like which sports they see as the top sports and which sports they see as secondary ones. They want to move that up. And then the other thing is to to increase the relevance of volleyball through its digital platforms and have 50 million engagements by 2024. Um, the rest of them are pretty sort of heavy, you know, wordy things about media rights sales and stuff. But it is interesting because they're, they're, like they're, they're big goals to improve this sport all around the world. I think it's a really good good thing it's a good thing that they have this meeting and go let's plan for the future to make this sport the best it can be
0: yeah and from my experience working with the fivb i feel that they're in a real good place with driving the sport forward the vnl and we'll hear from lonica who who has some real problems with the vnl and the timing loves Mm. the competition but we won't spoil that but they're trying really hard with the media campaign and every time they're talking for me they're talking the right language about growing the game yeah, and it's it's actually just it's, it's really refreshing to hear. So I think the FIVB are doing a great job at the moment and growing again. All right,
1: tell us what's happening in the uh, Champions
0: League. Yeah, so Champions League is getting super super exciting. Men and women's are on alternate weeks, and it's just worth to keep following. All the big teams are going really well. Zenit, Lube, and also it's just worth keeping an eye on as we get into the later rounds of the CV Champions League. We'll be following it a lot closer than we are now. But for the moment, just keep your eyes on the likes of Kazan, Lube, and the men's. And also scrabe alhatov, who are a team close to our hearts after helping us out so much with Karakwas. And in the women's, Ek Jacobassi, Bank, two teams that we know very well from this show. Keep an eye on them and the likes of Navara and the other Italian teams. Okay, should we go to the guest? Alright, so do you want to introduce the guest? I would love to introduce the guest. Do you know why I want to introduce the guest? Because I don't think, volleyballer or non-volleyballer, I honestly don't think I have met a more open or honest or charming individual than this lady right here.
1: Wow, that's a big claim.
0: I know. You stand by it. I stand by it. I actually met Lona Slochez and I can't speak any higher of her. And I know that we'll talk about this after the interview, but this is Lona Slochez. She is the opposite player for the Bank Istanbul. And she's also the opposite player... For the Netherlands at the moment. And she is a bloody legend, mate. Enjoy. Firstly, welcome to Freeball, the volleyball podcast. How lucky are we to have you here?
2: <laughs> you can say it. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm happy that you asked me. Um, it's cool that something like this is starting now.
0: Firstly, how's the foot and how did it happen? So you've been out for two games here yeah. at the World Club Champs. How did you do it?
2: Actually, it happened in one attack. I wanted to attack one back row ball, and uh, I felt like a stretch or a tear. I'm not really sure in my foot. So um, yeah, now I'm just trying to uh, get it right.
0: Yeah. And hopefully, by the end of the competition, you'll be yeah, you'll be back on court. Yeah, to yeah. Today
2: I, I I spiked a little, and uh, it was okay with pain though. But I mean, we're almost never without pain, so wouldn't yeah. be the first
0: time. I, I guess with the schedule that you've had as well, you, you play at the moment almost 12 months a year.
2: Yeah, yeah, we don't have free yeah. time, never, yeah. which yeah. is really a pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah, I guess
0: you have to make a lot of sacrifices for your for your career.
2: Yeah, for sure, because um, not only like for your body, mostly also for your mind to uh, not rest It's the hardest part, at least for me. Because um, it's it's hard to always, you know, feel adrenaline when you start to match or to feel uh, motivated to go to another practice. So that's the hard part. Besides that, that you never see your family and friends. That's a big, big thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's almost burnout, isn't it? A little bit. And yeah, I
2: think we're almost happen. like we're always balancing around the like the barrier between burnout and like still being sane. <laughs>
0: My friend has a has a really good analogy for this actually. He's he's a really good guy. He says it it becomes like brushing your teeth. You don't wake up in the morning and go, Yeah, I uh-huh. get to brush my teeth. It's just part of your day to day thing.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just make
0: sure that you, you stay hygienic. Yeah, you yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, No what in the end we, we all love it's like your hobby and mm-hmm. you make it into your work so we can actually be lucky that at least our work is something we really love to do 100%. and um, I think a lot of people are less happy with their work than we are so yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I try to that. try to stay positive and think about it in a positive way
0: yeah and I, I think you can see that with having watched you quite a lot now
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, you can see that you once you're out there you you're a competitive beast
2: yeah and, and and like competing. people say that, but actually, I don't feel like that. <laughs> um, but it's more that I really don't like losing because I felt how it can feel when you lose a, you know an important game.
0: yeah, we're gonna come to that.
2: <laughs> yeah, so that's I think my biggest motivation. I just don't want to lose and uh, actually I'm, I'm really quiet and calm outside the court just. In the court, I feel like I have to bring everything. You know, I wanna, I never wanna regret afterwards. Like think uh, I could have brought more energy, or I could have hit harder. Or that's why I always try to give everything.
0: Yeah, everything that you can control, you you. you Exactly.
2: Yeah, everything that I can do for my performance, I'm doing. So.
0: Okay. So 2015-16 Champions League runner-up, 2015-16 Turkish League champion, 2016 Club World Championship bronze medal, 2016-17 Champions League champion, 2017 World Cup champion in this competition, Turkish mm-hmm. Super Cup, champion, Turkish League, champion, Champions League, champion, and then internationally, 2016 World Grand Prix uh, bronze medal, mm-hmm. 2016 World Grand Prix, and then 2017 and 2015 European champs, silver. Yeah. That goes alongside <laughs> 2017 European Championship, best opposite, and there's another... 15 of them uh, that we won't go into but happy uh, when, you, when you listen to that didn't say didn't say, say satisfied
2: <laughs> of course okay then yes i'm very happy yeah. i mean if you list it up like that it's uh quite cool uh i usually never think of you know every of my as my uh of my career as a list of yeah. achievements so when you read it out loud it sounds cool yeah, it's, it's awesome. but um it's not that i wake up every morning and think like oh yeah this is what I achieved. There.
0: Yeah, you, t- you tend to get lost in the day-to-day just of course. running of stuff. Like yeah, that.
2: but also, I don't think it helps a professional athlete to think every day like, oh, I'm the best or, oh, i found won this. I mean, you need to want to hunt for more. I'm not those achievements only. I mean, I'm also just a normal person. I have yeah. normal friends. I have a boyfriend. and This, yeah, uh, in my normal life, is uh, maybe even more important to me. I mean, it's really nice, but... Uh, I try to see things in perspective. you feel that makes you
0: a little bit, I don't want to say better at volleyball, but it makes you a little bit more relaxed to have perspective, right? And and that sort of perspective.
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, it makes it more easy to to see what is really important in life. But sometimes, you know, you can get caught up so much into winning and getting better. And uh, it's nice to have people around you that say, like, relax. I mean, you're doing what you do best and the only thing you can do is try to do your best and you cannot give more than that even if it doesn't work out if you become fourth in world championships or fourth in olympics it doesn't matter as long as you um gave everything
0: let's let's go back to the start how did it start how how did you my volleyball
2: career or me (laughs) my mom and dad (laughs) were together (laughs) (laughs) 20 years years ago Um, no, I started playing because there was one um, trial that was of the local volleyball club. They give one training in every school. Yeah. They said to me, like, oh, you're really tall. Let's, uh, You can come by to, uh, to see how it is to uh, go to the volleyball club. So that's how I started, and uh, from then it went pretty quick. I went to the first league in Holland, which was a different volleyball club, yeah. uh, but it was nearby my home, like 10 minutes. 15 minutes town near me.
0: What was the turning point when you thought, do you know what? I need to give this a go. And when did the? Was there a time when the mindset changed where you went, okay, I need to,
2: I need to start. Uh, yeah, when I went to this this first division club, I think then I started to realize like if if I work hard and people started like good trainers started to tell me what to do uh, if I really want to achieve something or um, if I really want to, you know pursue this dream what I had to do for it so I think it was around 15 years old when I uh, had my first first division league uh, match so from that moment also I started to go to the national youth team so uh, yeah that's when I realized like okay if I work hard maybe I can achieve something
0: for sure and what happened when the Kif just came knocking that must have been a nice like a, a nice feeling?
2: Yeah, I was really surprised because um, Giovanni Guidetti came to uh, our national team in 2015 and the first weeks he was complaining about me he said that I was terrible and he was screaming at me every practice and we played one tournament in Montreux the like training tournament and the week after that I got the, the offer <laughs> and I, first I told my manager like Please don't make those kind of jokes. You know, it's not funny. It, if you tell me like "fuck if wants uh, wants to sign you," it's not funny. Don't don't joke with, around yeah. with me. And he said like, "No, no, it's serious. It's real." And uh, I couldn't believe it. Really, I was really. It took me maybe a month to realize <laughs> like yeah. they actually want me. Okay. So uh, of course immediately I said yes. There was no doubt in my mind. Yeah. The no only way. doubt I was was me, about myself, <laughs> you know, am, am I going to be good enough? Uh, this, this is such a big step because I came from the German league.
0: Now you've been here for a while.
2: Yeah, it's my fourth season now. Yeah, I couldn't have, I, I didn't expect it would go so well and that I could stay this long. And I'm really grateful for the chances they gave me for sure.
0: And now look at the team that you've got, you're playing in an all-star team. Yeah, mm, yeah, How's
2: yeah. That? it's really cool, although it doesn't feel like an all-star team you know it feels like a bunch of girls uh who like to play volleyball who like to work hard to like to play together that's how it feels so it also uh my first year when i came there i was really starstruck because um i played against nas Gusta shayla uh, kimberly hill and of course i played with some dutch girls but i was really thinking uh, milo milena Brasic. first i thought like what am I doing here? You know, you feel so starstruck. But now, um, I don't know, I got used to the level. And also, I feel like it's not that special. You know, they're all human. They're all normal girls. They they have the same problems like everyone else. And it's just that they are good in one particular thing. And it's playing volleyball. <laughs> so.
0: Yeah. And you're the s- staple opposite. No, that's just how it is now, right? Like yeah, you get <laughs> obviously. The, the young character that is coming through as well, so that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. For sure.
2: Yeah, for sure, she's really talented.
0: Out of all of your awards, what's your best achievement and why?
2: Well, Champions League win—the first one was really important for the team. We just lost in Turkish Cup in the semi-final uh, in Turkish League, so we had really big pressure uh, because this year we were supposed to win everything. You know, mm-hmm. we had a lot of pressure, um, so we had to make a great comeback. And there was so much pressure on on the game, on the final. Um, so the feeling of winning that was really, really amazing. Also, the last year, I um, I still can't believe that we won all the cups because it, it was really, for me personally, really a hard year. Uh, I was under a lot of pressure, and I I don't know, I was struggling with my level, and with Giovanni, sometimes he was pushing me so much that I felt like it's I cannot do it anymore. So. Um, yeah that that whole year was kind of a different year for me because I felt so bad, and still we won so much. So it was like a big lesson for me too to uh, I don't know trust myself and tell myself everything will be fine, even though you sometimes don't believe believe it yourself. It took me one year to realize that, <laughs> but yeah. it helped me a lot actually also in the last summer. So and if you know that you can handle those hard situations, it's easier in the in the future as well.
0: I don't know if you have the same saying, but in English it's, you, you can't put an old head on young shoulders. Yeah, I never sense. heard this one. Yeah. I know it's
2: that's a, I yeah, it's a
0: cool one. I, f- I feel that. I'm 30, but I still feel <laughs> that. I'm like, ah, oh, if I would have been, had that mindset then. then yeah, yeah, yeah. Life yeah, would have yeah. been, been better. Yeah, or if
2: something. you could talk to your younger self, <laughs> it would make <laughs> things a lot easier sometimes.
0: Yeah, I, I certainly wish that, yeah. that I could. Uh, you, let's go, I've got a couple of questions here, but, I was playing with uh, Ju Ting? She's a bit of a superstar over here, so that yeah. must be a bit different. Not only here. Yeah, just in, in volleyball. She's a superstar. <laughs> yeah, how's that?
2: It's fun. I mean, uh, she's she's funny, actually. She's a really funny girl. Her English is uh, getting better, so we can finally communicate <laughs> after <Yeah>. three years. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. And I don't know, she's just, she has this massive talent. Like, she was born to play in volleyball. She's like a machine. So when she wants something, when she wants to hit one particular angle, she goes and just does it easily. And hmm. she's kind of inspirational. Also, in practice, sometimes she will hit balls that you think, like, it's insane, how can she do that? And it makes me want to try even more, you know, to, to do the same or at least try.
0: <laughs> I imagine that you're up you're blocking her a lot in yeah. In yeah always we, as well. Yeah, we so are we against each other. Yeah. Always
2: Giovanni says, uh, Jew against Lonnie. Yeah. Um, but it's really, you know, you can learn so much from it.
0: She opens up really well and hits the off the body. Like
2: she doesn't need an approach. She starts, like, hitting a high ball from, like, three meters. I don't understand how her body physically can do that, you know? But she's so, like, powerful, even though she doesn't have one, uh, like, a s- approach. Or the ball is bad, and she will hit, like, from all angles. And it's insane, really. Her wrist also is incredible and she barely makes mistakes which is also really you know i mean you can try all angles but make mistakes but she's like so consistent yeah. and yeah she's amazing
0: we're talking about giovanni guilletti right? yeah and obviously for the national team you have jamie morrison they look very different from the outside
2: they um, are uh, like day and night yeah that's, that's <laughs> what I'm getting at, which, yeah, yeah i, th- that's I don't that's think you thing. can get two coaches that are more different than yeah, those two
0: obviously coaching is something that I'm, that I'm super intrigued with mm-hmm. how like do they still create a really similar environment even though they do it different ways or are the environments they create completely different
2: the working environment is the same as in that you in practice always try like 200% instead of 100 and that you can never you know let a ball fall down without trying or being on the ground or um, also the amount of work is the same like the hours, the intensity, it's kind of the same. But uh, where Giovanni makes like, he's more working towards one really important game or one really important moment. And um, Jamie just wants to make you better or like over the whole time. Like he just wants you to be better every day. And he uh, puts less pressure on the important moments. It's interesting actually, because I thought that maybe one of the two ways was better. But now I got to the point that actually both work it maybe depends on the person some person maybe needs more Giovanni's approach some person maybe needs more Jamie's approach but for me they work both <laughs> let's see yeah, like this I
0: guess there's no right or wrong way
2: no there's maybe a preference for mm. some people yeah. but uh, I'm really happy that I can work with both because for example with Jamie I'm uh, in the whole summer we've worked a lot um, not only towards the World Championships, just in general, you know, I, I, we were trying to make me a more complete player. Uh, whereas Giovanni is really pushing, pushing to get to the World Championships and perform there. It's
0: difficult with VNL and the World Championships in the same year. Yeah. To to perform at both, just one being in April, May, June, and yeah. the other one being in October, like. Uh huh difficult to tailor that
2: it's difficult to tailor the whole uh, year (laughs) our whole life (laughs) because we have to be good in maybe eight moments like throughout a year not only national team also for the club so um, you just gotta accept that sometimes you will not play at your best for example in vnl i think a lot of teams were not at their best Uh, because this tournament Is also time timing wise. I must I must be critical. It's terrible. I mean, we play Champions League final. Two three days later, I have to be in Holland to start training with the national team. That's not periodizing, you know. That's not how you can make a season work or a a year work for a a body, for a person, for a mind. Yeah, there's no no downwards. No, you cannot recover from any of it. You cannot you know take time to realize you know <laughs> what you're doing yeah.
0: it's it's a phenomenal competition with i sort of see where they're going with it and i think you know yeah i think it's going to be the pinnacle going forward and it's it, what they're time-wise investing and other things like it, it's in, it's incredible but
2: yeah I get for sure it's, it's the an amazing tournament but if if you consider the player it's yeah. Uh, we we and we, and we talked about it with a lot of players, and uh, I think we all agree that just the timing is mm. is really bad. But on the other hand I can understand there is a lot of money things, political things that they consider, you know, making the program or uh, making the tournament. And I must say the tournament is really cool. Uh, they do a really good job with it, but um, as players, it's not the most exciting thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> My, but uh, I I don't want to be too. Uh, negative because it's a super cool tournament and they try to increase the popularity of the sport and try to you know show the world how cool volleyball is. So that I can really appreciate. They do a really professional job with that. If they can just push it back a little in the summer, it would be already much better. You know, you can g- give some rest to the players after the club season and start fresh for national team. It would be perfect.
0: Then you can see your family and your boyfriend.
2: Yeah, I can I can see how they look like and yeah. <laughs> see if they remember me.
0: That's difficult, right? That's a challenge, just to yeah,
2: check in the, and see everyone's okay? That's the biggest challenge. I think if I would quit playing volleyball, it would be this reason. Just to see my family, to see my parents, my boyfriend, my friends. To see my home, my roots. Yeah. yeah that's uh, one thing I can't wait for. <laughs>
0: We're talking national team.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You guys... Are doing things that haven't been done yeah that's that's awesome for, for Dutch volleyball it's awesome yeah. for Dutch volleyball yeah <laughs>
2: but but of course for us it's um annoying to you know almost reach the real deal or the real thing and just not making it to the end like um, in European Championships, the first time when we were in the final, we were so happy. We were so like, already that was the biggest achievement we could go- we could do, because we came from nothing. So, uh, that was cool, but this, the second one, where we also reached the final, and we lost against Serbia, which of course, they were better. It's just, you know, you want to show that you improve, that you can win something, and uh, just a medal was not enough for us there. improving
0: Um, is not all about outcome
2: no of course (laughs) if you look to the process and to the (laughs) of course but you know in the end what people will remember is how many medals you win and i still think we have a big chance in tokyo that's where we really want to you know show what we're worth we really want to go for a medal there
0: how was the feeling after the world championships was it similar to the olympics was it just uh, a uh, bit empty, where you did you? Can you look back on that and actually turn around and go, we played really well?
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah, it it felt quite similar actually to the Olympics. I mean, um, we were already extremely happy to reach the semifinals, um, because we have never beaten a team like USA, or um, with with the level of USA or Bra- uh, Brazil or a team That's like a that, game. we never beat that kind of team before. Mm-hmm. So that for us was like a big achievement. We were really uh, not surprised, but like we we thought, "Fuck yeah!"
0: <laughs> was was Jamie one percent smug after that or not quite? <laughs> it must have been a big thing for him to uh, be for, the same For him,
2: I think it was very yeah. uh, special, difficult. Um, yeah. He must have felt weird, you know, to hear his own uh, national anthem <laughs> before the mm. game and knowing it's not for him yeah that that was a big step forward for us but then you also want to you know reward yourself with a medal which we couldn't because we lost to uh, two amazing teams so
0: yeah but that one performance might just set you up in Tokyo to go on to a game and say if it is for a medal and you yeah m- hey, we've, we've done this yeah exactly but so you might not you might not have that this that feeling now but that Mm -hmm. experience of winning those games
2: yeah yeah yeah. maybe it can help us in the future i think within the world champs like in the olympics we were already not surprised but we were like extremely you know happy and proud that we reached the semi-finals and in the world champs we were really determined to win a medal so we were so like ready for the semi semis and uh even though the bronze the bronze medal game we were like we recovered so quick from the loss before. And we were really uh, thinking, like, we have s- such an amazing chance now. And this is really a big opportunity. And it felt so good. I really thought we would win against China um, in the bronze medal match. And
0: they they put up some performance in that one as well. But it was
2: yeah, but I also knew that they they weren't having the tournament mm. like they had in Rio. So we, like... We could smell almost, you know, the the chance that, that also Jewel was not in her best shape as I've seen her before, I think. Yes. Although against us she had no trouble scoring so yes, she well. um, yeah, I think that's why it feels a little heavier to lose the World Championships than Rio. Because in Rio we were already happy with the result and uh, in World Championships our aims were higher
0: but what do you think is what what do you think it's going to take from a team perspective a personal perspective like what's what's it just going to take to get over the line
2: i think we're um we're relying a little bit too much on our outside attackers i think we need to improve or at least involve our middles more in the game uh, it will help and Robin comes back for sure Robin the yeah, she was missing. For yeah, yeah, I think we missed her, although the young girl that came in she did an amazing job and uh, I give her all the credits because it was a hard you know there were big shoes to fill mm-hmm. uh, and she did an amazing job. So you know you, we cannot blame anyone. Um, every, everyone performed, I think like they can best. Um, just I think we overall we need to be more in balance. I think we're a little bit out of balance. We're playing me t- too many times. Yeah, you did score a lot of points though. <laughs> yeah, but the, I mean, it, it's better. It uh, I don't know, thirty-eight or 38? something. Yeah, yeah, that
0: was that was what was in my head.
2: Uh, no, Ikonu can do it better. So <laughs> she yeah. has the record or something. Yeah. No, um, I think it's it's difficult, more difficult for t- uh, opponent to play against a team where everyone like. Gets an even amount of balls. It's harder to block. It's harder to play against. So sort of spreading the net. Yeah. I'll call it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That that will help us. Um, but overall, I think we're we're pretty good in all aspects of the game. Just it needs to I don't know click in the right moment. Do you this sort of not in, not talking about the Olympics
0: before, but when it comes to pressure but like how do you how do you deal with it when it comes? Is it something you can put away or is it something? No, I'm
2: really, um, I'm really a stressy person. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like if, you, if we have a really important game, like already one night, two nights before, I can start to have uh, bad sleeps and like it's hard to fall asleep and um, I wake up really early, I see already all the actions that are going to happen and really during the day um when we play like before in the morning practice already i feel like it's going to be terrible i see all these images of it going wrong or that i'm making stupid mistakes and i'm really stressed also in nap time i cannot sleep um i do some meditation exercises i do some visualization so where i where i see how i'm playing that helps me because i then at least I can see myself doing good things. <laughs> yeah. But once the warming up starts it all falls like falls off me and I I'm free to go. So I feel sometimes like I need this day to worry and to see like all the bad things that can happen in order to be relaxed in the warming up and relaxed in the game itself. Yeah. And maybe it's just something that I created for myself and that I'm thinking that this hel- this this is helping, but at least that's how I cope.
0: For sure. And but I guess like anxiety is also not a bad thing in some ways no no for sure yeah if you didn't
2: it's it helps also to uh, get the right amount of adrenaline and um, i've 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 had times where i was super relaxed the whole day but the moment we started warming up i started to feel super uh, anxious in a bad way so uh that's, that's a bad feeling. So i rather feel shitty the whole day yeah, and, then and feel free when we start warming up and start the match than the other way around.
0: My, my mum always says, if you didn't have anxiety, you'd get eaten by a tiger. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so okay, yeah, yes, like that, you would that, that, not the, run away. Yeah, you would just
2: stay and be yeah. eaten. Yeah.
0: So, so a little bit of it. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's quite no, nice I'm,
2: I'm quite stressy about mm. all of this.
0: <laughs> for sure. And it, I think it'll be refreshing for other people who play to actually know that people at your level and, and what you've achieved go, yeah. go through that and it's a normal thing like yeah, it, it's yeah. just a normal feeling
2: I mean if I knew uh, of, or if it, I heard these kind of stories when I was young and when I started uh, maybe it would comfort me I haven't heard anyone who had this kind of preparation or like who feels this kind of things before matches so yeah.
0: but some of those things as well like oh if you want to be the best you have to be this and this, and yeah. this. but actually I, I don't Personally don't think that that's
2: no, it's how you case. cope with it. I also know some girls in my team They uh, need to be relaxed and they they sleep even more for example my roomie Anna Whenever we go to big tournaments. She's only sleeping mm-hmm. and I'm there like turning around and not being able to sleep and uh, She has another way of coping with the pressure um, So I, <laughs> I that's uh, yeah, and then she starts like not snoring but making those noise like oh i'm sleeping so <laughs> so yeah. nice and uh th- yeah then i want to punch her <laughs> sometimes <laughs> no but in the beginning i always thought like uh, you need to be relaxed or you need to be confident and uh you need to think that you will win and you need to have this like almost like arrogance over you to win but uh, i finally found out that for me it doesn't work like that if I think that, oh, we got this, or uh, we're going to win this, uh, I'm, I'm going to play like shit. I need to be worried, and then I play better.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. Finally, have you ever watched Space Jam? No, I um, haven't. Michael Jordan and his team. Take no, on I haven't. Aliens. No, no, so no, you, no. You've got to choose a Dream 7.
2: Oh, um, you can't. No. I, I can.
0: I just did. Oh. I just did. You've got to choose a Dream 7 to take oh. on some aliens <sighs> that are attacking the world and this is it.
2: Um, I would I would definitely do a, do a modern, like modern time team because I'm not so familiar with all the legends. I would say Boscovich. As a middle, far from the setter, I would choose Milena. 100%. I would choose Chu. Ju, Chu Ting. Probably I'm going to do all of my friends. Kelsey. Yep. As, a, as the passer. As a passer here, <laughs> not as a libero. No, a passer yep. here. As a setter, I can't choose. It's Either going to be Nas or Maya. Yeah. Or uh middle near the setter.
0: You have to choose a setter.
2: No, I won't. Okay. I mean Nas <laughs> just got a baby. Yeah. And Maya is she playing now?
0: So Okay, we can give you two setters as long as they're not in the same system. It's fine. No two <laughs> no two setter systems. <coughs> in, <laughs> no, no, no,
2: in, no, no. In
0: a dream seven. No, no, no.
2: <laughs> no, we got Boskovic okay. in the yeah. in the opposite so. And in the middle, near the center, I would choose Robin. It's true that they're all so great people. I must say that, <laughs> you know.
0: That helps. If you're going to have a team fighting aliens, they have to be <laughs> good people. That, exactly. That's something that has to happen. Uh, Libero?
2: Moki. I don't know her real name. Italian. LeBron. Ah, Degeneri. Degeneri, yeah. Perfect. I think
0: so. Stressful, isn't
2: it? Oh, my God. I hope that some people won't listen to this and, you know, blame oh, me for not putting them oh,
0: I think that's a pretty in good the team. dream team. I, oh, I think it's a good team.
2: Uh, yeah, it's a good team, but you don't want to, you know, offend people. or. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you, you
0: <laughs> and probably tonight teams,
2: I will I will uh, lay my bed and think like, oh, no, why I didn't say this person or why I forgot about her. Or <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: I think that could be, um Bolskvich was saying, that could be three teams. I think she's right like there for could sure. be three different teams for and, sure with different characteristics yeah yeah yeah.
2: it depends on what kind of team you want to build you know what kind of what kind of volleyball you want to play if you want to play quick game do you want to play like russian style highball uh it's really hard i if i knew <laughs> that this question would come i would have thought longer
0: <laughs> yeah i put that one on the spot Lonica, thank you so much for being a guest
2: Thank you for having um, me. It was fun. Thanks. Yeah.
0: And I hope that we get to stay updated with what you're doing and we can speak to you again. But we'll be hope doing so updates too. now. That...
2: Thank you. Good luck with the podcast.
0: Thank you very much. <laughs> that was brilliant. She was really good. I liked her a lot. It's funny, though. Like, started off saying she's just an amazing person and she's, she's this, she's that. She was on the dream team of the Rio Olympics when Netherlands took a fourth place. But with Lonika, when you think of Lonika, you just think like top role model. And if I was a coach or a parent, I would just want somebody as open and honest as yeah. that. But on the flip side, she's also dream team member. 38 points against the USA at yeah. the World Championships. I commentated on that game. She's a
1: world beater on yeah. her day. She's, she's a machine. The bit that really sort of stuck out, it, it kind of linked in together, but was her whole thing about, well, she talked about how her personal life is... More important to her, but the way she talked about it was like, it's, it is just a job. It's an amazing job that you get to play your sport as your career, but at the end of the day, you're not your job. And she was kind of like, even though she's playing at the highest possible level of this sport, she still wants to prioritize her family and her boyfriend. Perspective. And her. Yeah, she's it's unbelievable, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And it was really nice to hear that, and, you, you know, you do get caught up, and you think of, you know, you think of LeBron James or Cristiano Ronaldo, and you think of them as their sport. Yeah. That's all they live for. But I'm sure they're the same. But you still think of
0: Lonica, and you think that's, you think she's volleyball. Yeah. But she's she's so much more,
1: so much more than that. And it was just a refreshing... I think it's, like, so to bring it down a little bit, but I think sometimes it's sad that people, like, that it, you, you start playing this sport because you enjoy it. It's the same with all sport. And then it does become your job. And some people, not all people, but some people stop enjoying it. Yeah. and I like Because it is your work.
0: Yeah. And one thing you can't get, you can't see with Lonnie when she's on court, she is a
1: thousand percent in what she's doing. Yeah. And she does love it. Yeah, yeah. You can That's see it. That she I reckon it. you got that from that because she has that perspective of it being... Like, she's she's so conscious of it being, not getting, becoming a chore as her job, that she does make sure she enjoys it yeah, as her sport still. But then you can still say that
0: it's, it's now like a conveyor belt of competitions. Yeah, yeah. And that's where she touches on, well, coaching-wise, you call it burnout. Yeah. And that's what you have to be very careful of, was the burnout that you feel, Champions League to VNL, this What's... year you have World Cup, you have Olympic qualifiers, you have European Championships. It's back into the season.
1: It's insane. And, and we, we mentioned at the beginning of this episode you know that the FIB has, FIVB has this plan to make volleyball this huge global sport. But is cramming as many competitions as you possibly can into the year necessarily the way to do it? You, you really risk burning out these players. And you get competitions where certain players can't play or don't play because they're either injured or resting for another competition. Yeah, and
0: currently, while she was so open and honest, the VNL isn't the most important thing for them. But they have to play because it's so important to the FIVB. And it's going to be a great competition. But last year was year one and it was fresh. And this year's year two. It's difficult to finish Champions League on a Wednesday and then go back to training on a Saturday. And you have
1: to prioritise these things. Like, imagine if the... the, Well, it's hard because there's not, uh, not lots of other sports that have... Like, the World Cup is the biggest thing in football. But the Olympics football isn't that big.
0: Yeah, and footballs are still like, we played in the summer, we're tired.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: We, yeah. We're tired and we, we played and we only had a four-week break. Uh, volleyballs don't get that. No. And talking to
1: T- Tilly last week and others. But I guess it's because if you looked at volleyball, you'd sort of say it's on the up. Mm. Where football isn't really wrestling for market share of or No, they crush they're, it. they're at the top just And that's, what the F- that's a great point because
0: that's what the FIVBc They're like, okay, club season finishes in April. Oh well, we've we've got room in May, let's June, July, life, August. Yeah. Let's let's do stuff and let's get people watching, which is fair, fair game. Because when there's space in the calendar, yeah. there's money. There, there's obviously time. And, and when you're and, trying to
1: grow something, you you want to try and push it as much as you can. If you've got dead time, you'd be thinking, well, we're not going to get more viewers and followers to this sport if there's no sport being played. And the and. But I think they should embrace, okay, I'm getting, yeah, I'm getting deep in no, preacher get through, get through. here. deep. I think they need to embrace beach and indoor as, and sort of bring them back together. So in Australia, oh man, I'm getting super deep here. In Australia, they're big into their cricket. Mm-hmm. And then during the winter, they'd stop playing cricket and they invented a new sport to keep the players fit during the summer, uh, during the winter. Because okay. Aussie rules football. Yep. And so now, in Australia, you have football through the winter. You've got a few different codes. You've got rugby league and um, AFL and stuff. And then you have cricket in the summer. And so they're not fighting for share. Very true. Why couldn't you do... I know you've got a whole
0: world. But club volleyball does run through the winter. And there's only international volleyball that runs through the summer. So at the moment, it it goes to international season. So if you don't play internationally, your season is in See, April, then
1: I reckon they need to they need to work that out and have international volleyball play through the winter mm-hmm. and international beach uh, like you know because all the beaches international oh. stuff. why don't you have that through the summer? I I get
0: where you're coming from. I just don't know if that would work. Be- beach like, would like, an eight an eight not an eight uh, sorry an eight or nine month season for beach is good. Maybe but, a seven, but, but that's getting longer and longer. They're keeping competitions going the whole but year. But then round. make
1: make indoor shorter. What I'm trying to say is, yep. if you brought the sports back together it makes it and said, to watch. Then say you've got volleyball to watch all year round, and the players only have to play half a year, fair point. You have a you have, maybe have a month crossover either side where you can, you know, the start of one season is around the finals of the other season. Mm-hmm. But then everybody's watching volleyball the whole year round and the players are good, people stay engaged because you're changing codes half but you could, the year. But you could still have that because you could still have a four-month club season with Champions
0: League, and what? at the end of that club season have a two-month international season for indoors. So that's six months of a
1: year. Okay. FYVB, I hope you're writing all this down. Cam. Get in touch with us. <laughs>
0: Cam. I'll be Cam all. wants the next uh, I'll sit on the board, yeah. But it's a fair comment. I, I guess you always... And, sometimes less is more yeah but, but sometimes more is more and talking to i don't want to name names but but people i know they've also suggested that instead of a world tour you have um just the same 12 teams playing every event so then the public get to know the teams yeah because on the world tour they can have is different this, teams you talking about beach yeah beach yeah. you can have different teams in the last four every week yeah. so you don't get to support a team because it's changing all the time
1: well I think beach is a really interesting one because you don't have... Because there is no clubs. Mm-hmm. You're only ever playing with your country. So it becomes a weird thing. Like, you're exactly right. People get super loyal to their clubs. But, yeah. but beach is a weird one for that because there's no
0: such thing. Yeah, and you could Always. be watching USA beach play one week yeah. and it's Dalhauser Lucena and the next it's Patterson and Buddinger and you're like, hang on. I watched yeah, USA yeah. play last week and it wasn't these two guys. So it's, you, there's just so many different... Yeah, so many different ways to view the game, which is interesting. Moving forwards, but maybe a split season works. Maybe you can see the difference in in having them both running together. But at the moment, the market for volleyball, as you're aware, isn't where it could be, and hopefully will be in a few years' time. So let's put our trust in the yeah in, in the in the volley gods. But I think one thing that became apparent was that what has to be looked at from an athlete welfare perspective. Is not just the physical problems with playing all year round, but the mental aspect of burnout well, because like psychological she, Like she was saying,
1: she doesn't get to see her family. Like Lonica was saying, she doesn't get to see her family or her fr- or her boyfriend and stuff. Like, and I love the way she talked that's about that's what rest we have to do. Team. We have to get Lonica to see her family. Yeah, She was start a campaign? <laughs> yeah, but like like the way that she was describing, like you know, you brought up that she's on this all star superstar club team, and she said. They were when she first joined, but then she realised they were just normal girls. But then that's exactly it. They're probably they're all facing the same problems. Then they're all going to be burnt out, especially because they're all so good that they're not going to be getting rested because they are going to be playing in five different competitions. Convey about and to be so open about burnout and
0: feelings and how she gets worried before games and how she gets anxious. I find that really interesting. Really re- 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 it's refreshing. It's really refreshing, it's really refreshing for anyone who plays sport to know that i don't know we call it normalizing feelings yeah that it's normal to feel in a certain way
1: but i thought it was fascinating that she said that if she is calm and confident and thinks they're gonna win she plays terribly yeah Uh, complacency maybe but you know you hear that you hear that in all kinds of sports you need you hear that in boxes especially like you need the fear um her dream seven was great yeah it's funny how we're seeing we're seeing a few recurring characters aren't we yeah, Rasic, back in with a boom. Zhu Ting. Zhu um, Ting. I, I think she's going to be in a few. Boskovic. I, I found that really interesting that she put... And you kind of insisted. She was like, you're like, go and put yourself in. You said, that no, Boskovic, But Lonek is still amazing.
0: Yeah. As an opposite. She could easily play in that team. Oh, she, yeah. She is that good. Like, she is that good. But she, she's very humble and Boscovic is special she said Boscovic was special so she's she's playing um, and then Robin De Cruyff, who's playing in Italy obviously missed out on this last season with the Netherlands due to I think a meniscus injury so the Netherlands are only going to get stronger again this summer towards Tokyo having Robin back so she's in the dream seven as well
1: yeah it's a good seven it's
0: brilliant and then Monica Di Gennaro again yeah
1: and she she has she's she's mastered well, it's good. It's good that, you know, like the fact that the same people keep coming up, it's sort of clear that there are some absolute dominant characters out in and the sport at the moment. Kelsey Robinson as well from the USA, who plays yeah.
0: outside for the Keith Bank, but Karch kiraly has got her playing Libero for the USA. So she's a great passer, yeah. but she also played really well at the yeah, World yeah. Club yeah. Championships.
1: Yeah. Wow. Brilliant. That was a great episode. It was a great interview. Lonica. Thank friend, you so much.
0: Friend, of the, friend show, of the show. Friend of the show. Longer uh, extensions.
1: Hopefully we can catch up with you again. I want to talk to you. Thank you so much for listening. As always, go to our social media. Go to our Instagram, our Twitter, our Facebook. Give us a like. Give us a comment. Give us a shout. Please can you obviously like our pages, Instagram, as you said. Please can you rate
0: us on iTunes. Leave a comment. Positive, negative. We don't really care. We just, just want... Just positive. Just positive. <laughs> Please, just Positive. We do buy whiskey. If you put positive reviews as well, we'll, we'll give you something. We'll give you something. But please, can you just keep the interaction going? Because keep spreading the word as well. I've been Cam. I've been Louie. and we're going to see you in a week's time. Peace and love.
1: Bye. <laughs>